We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. My name is Jari Bolander. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ethos Podcast. On this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into the traits, values, beliefs, and skills of all sorts of entrepreneurs to learn how to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient world. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Stay tuned as usual to the end of the interview where I'll give you some actionable insights that I learned from my guest. These insights are also in the show notes. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for the ratings and reviews, the retweets, the likes on Facebook, the likes, the interactions on the LinkedIn, and everything. And if you want to see all of the show notes, you can go to theentrepreneurethos.com. Now, on to my guests for today, Steve Christensen, co-founder of Newly, an app for live streaming events around the world and a platform for tour guides to connect with travelers. Steve and his co-founder, Greg, believe that when people connect with others from around the world, we all become better for it. When Newly originally only provided virtual events, it's building out to become a platform for guides and travelers to help people explore other parts of the world both virtually and in person. Steve came to really respect what tour guides have to offer when he went on a tour in Lithuania and realized how much can be learned and experienced when you have someone knowledgeable to show you around. Steve sees Newly as becoming a place where guides can start to build a following and deepen relationships in order to grow their business in a world where both in-person and virtual experiences are in demand. He also envisions Newly becoming a site where people can connect with their herd, quote unquote, where they can find out what their friends have done and seen in order to find out more about a place they visit. With Newly, like many entrepreneurs we've talked to, the founders are finding a way to use tech to bring people together, the best of both worlds from the old ways and the new ways. I also wanted to note that Newly is raising an actual round of funding. This is not invested in advice or anything like that, but, you know, I figured I'd let you know just in case they are interesting to you. So feel free to email Steve at hello at Newly.com. And Newly is spelled N-E-U-W-L-Y.com. I will also put the link in the show notes. Now, 
let's get better together. Steve Christensen, welcome to the podcast. Hey, yeah, thanks for having me. I, I, I love being here. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on. Um, like I was telling you before, you're like my second interview back in 2022. So <laughs> warming up a little bit more. <laughs> uh, we'll make it easy for you. Then. Just, we've got to make this <laughs> as easy as we can. Yeah. It's so fascinating because uh, we were talking a little bit about, you know, where I was, I was in Maui for a while. And, you know, if you've ever been to Hawaii, like there's Hawaiian time and there's the attitude and like your stress level and your kind of like, level of gumption just shatters down so quickly because <laughs> you're like really? <laughs> it's just a beach in the uh uh i love it man well when when you're there do you actually do you really feel all of a sudden that that relaxed vibe that hawaii gives off yeah it's weird it's really weird because hawaiian time's a real thing right so um in island time and all that because it's so people are like what why are you in such a rush <laughs> like, <laughs> Nobody's going going? anywhere, bro. We're on an island. Like, chill. And that is great. And it and it literally takes me an entire day to just like, oh, I can relax. So (laughs) (laughs) it's been taking me a while to kind of like, gosh, now I got to interview people and all this sort of stuff. So I appreciate it. Isn't it funny? Yeah, of course. When you come back, you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. the, The problem is when you go on vacation for a year, you're like, I need to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. That's, that's really good. I have a friend, uh, DJ who does sabbaticals. It's he's the sabbatical guy and, uh, he's been really pushing hard for people to take a sabbatical. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, guy. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and that's you're known as the sabbatical sabbatical guy. That's great. Yeah. He's pretty cool. So anyway, um, but you're the CEO and co-founder of a newly, which is a, a social uh, like streaming app, which we'll talk about. I've probably butchered it. Like I said, my, my brain's nah, still on island time. And looking, really looking forward to talking to you about that because of course, you know, in the term and nowadays and in the, in, the, in, the, in the new days or whatever we're going to call it, of course, streaming and virtual and is, is really a big thing. This whole, idea of COVID and how we're going to go back to work and do things in a hybrid quote unquote way, um, I think is really going to be a powerful thing. But uh, before we get diving all into that, why don't you, uh, as I always like to say, why don't you tell us how you got to do what you're doing today? Yeah, no, that's uh, this hybrid world, man. It's so real. It's so real. And whether we like it or not, it's here. It's here to stay. And, uh, you know, once the world opens up, we'll see this I think they'll work really hand in hand. Companies are starting to figure it out. People are figuring it out. But why we do what we do? Well, how I got into this. Um, so first of all, the reason, the reason I, I do this and uh, my co-founder, Greg, as well, we're both so passionate. We really believe this one thing. And this is our why is uh, people are actually better humans when we discover the world. When we see new cultures, see new places, meet new people, see new ideas, engage with those ideas, it totally changes the way we think. And uh, there's this passion that we have behind it. We want to make it easier for people to discover the world. Unfortunately, today, the world just isn't as accessible as we would like, whether it's COVID, whether it's a mental illness, whether it's a mental or a physical illness, there's all these things that don't allow us to go all over the world every single day. I mean, you and I would love to be in Maui every single day, right? I would love to go to to, uh, the Coliseum this afternoon. Just it cannot happen. It's impossible. So we're building a place where 
it's possible to see all those places and experience them in the virtual world eventually, maybe the metaverse, but also this physical world. As we grow, we're starting to add that back in. So if you are going to go to the Coliseum, great, book it in real life. But there's also so many things you will miss when you're there because you just don't have the time. So on Newly, our goal is to bring this beautiful platform where you can discover the world, find guides that you really connect with. And for the guiding world, maybe I'm jumping ahead, but there's this huge problem of uh, as a guide, if I rely on physical world events, but the world is shut down, it's really hard for me to grow my business. But I also don't benefit from all these beautiful things that other companies have, like repeat business um, and uh, and word of mouth advertising. Those things, they exist, but very, very small scale. Where with Newly, if I go to a physical event and I really like that guide, I can support that guide when I get home and I can do their virtual ones. Or vice versa, maybe I do a bunch of virtual events. I find these guys that are amazing. I just so happen to be going to their location. Well, now I can book it in a physical world without this blind booking with this guy that I've never met before. So I see it as this really cool creative world where guides and guests can get along and experience the world in the virtual and physical as well. Physical coming, virtual right now, for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, super interesting. That's your question. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's great. No, I mean, I can definitely hear your passion for it. and. That's a huge, um, it's always good to have a solid why, as I always like to say, because the, you know, a lot of times the, the big idea of what you do and sort of like internally what, what motivates you, you know, the, the, the emotion, the passion um, is that spark that sort of drives towards, okay, how am I going to change the yeah. world for the better? Well, it's so true. You know, and when these mountains show up, <laughs> you know, how, how yeah. it goes with most entrepreneurs, it's like, this is going to be really tough. And every time you start a new company, you're kind of oblivious to the, how hard it's going to be. You know what I mean? It's like in the beginning, you're like, I'm going to just launch this and people are going to flock to this idea. Sure, sure, and, uh, of course. Yeah. And when nobody comes, if you don't have this why and the passion, it's going to be really hard to keep going. Yeah. Every startup I've done, and I've done six, I'm working on a seventh right now. And I, I guess I just have selective amnesia. <laughs> it's how bad it is. Cause I'm like, Oh, this is going to be awesome. And like, no one shows up. Oh, well, hmm. well, we'll call you the selective amnesia guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so interesting because so what's in, like, what I like about what you guys are doing at Newly is I see this trend more and more where there are creators or people that have content or experiences or whatever, and really um, diversifying their income streams and actually making it easier to be discovered and really build a bond in a, in a um, kind of a following, which you normally would not do um, in, in, you know, in, in the, in the way back times where, you know, as a guide or as a tour guide, like it was, I I don't know. I mean, you know, more about obviously about this business than I do, but I just find it interesting that more and more of these traditional either word of mouth or single channel, I guess would be the Mm -hmm. word I do single channel type businesses are starting to expand more and more. I mean, I just, uh, interviewed, um, someone (laughs) that did, uh, physical postcards you could like send postcards to customers and they're like oh this is the silliest thing ever and then you know he starts telling to me about it it's called it's called postpilot and i'm like yeah it makes a ton of sense because i mean it's a different channel so how how are you approaching this and you know you talked a little bit about the spark to do this but like 
Can you dig a little bit more into that? Because I find it fascinating that this is, a, again, another example of an industry that's been severely impacted like by COVID. Yes. Again, mountain, oh. I mean, must be dis- almost decimated. And yet yep. the opportunity now is pretty huge for more expansion. Yeah, totally. It's um, opportunity is huge. Here's the, here's the interesting thing. Um, we have a very it's a very legacy model type business, right? Uh, it, it operates as it operates, usually companies or people, depending on, on what you're doing as a guide, you list on all these uh, different list aggregators, you know, so that might be like Expedia, TripAdvisor, maybe Airbnb, there's an application process there, but there's these places where it's very one-dimensional. Like you said, you, you list your event and you hold people come and, and book it. Um, outside of that, how do you advertise to a traveling group of people? How do you advertise to that group is coming to your location in five months from now and staying for a few days. You know, it's it's basically impossible. And so um, as a result of COVID, what's happened is, is all of a sudden we've realized that, well, now you can actually connect these worlds in such a better way because people are open-minded to this traditional industry being changed, not because they wanted to, but because we're forced to. So I think coming from the ashes is this really different play on tourism, this play where all of a sudden you need to engage people on both sides, but then you can also create a following. So uh, traditionally in the past, like you were saying, this following that you create or this community, it was very hard to monetize it. Well, if we can create a community that can be connected through virtual and physical worlds and give tools to monetize it, it's such a no brainer for tour guides everywhere. Why wouldn't you build if you're a tour guide you should build your following on a tour guide platform but what platform is that you know where do you go and that's our mission to be that platform and you know uh airbnb is such an interesting example because airbnb kills it with experiences they do such a great job they do uh virtual physical great job Uh, i mean they're a 30 billion dollar company or whatever it is now so they have the resources to build beautiful stuff and um and it's, it's it's they've done a great job but where we find we fit into this whole whole game is uh, let's connect the virtual and physical, but we want to enable everybody to do this. Airbnb has really unique processes where they say, hey, you know what? We want to control the experience of our users on our platform. So you apply. If you're approved, you get to be a guide. Um, if you are a guide, you can't mix your, your Airbnb experiences with other platform experiences. So maybe oh. you can't do XPD and TripAdvisor at the same time. Which is fine if you're doing Airbnb stuff, but sometimes maybe some guides who fall that lower tier of bookings, that is impossible. They can't give away three days a week if they don't yeah. get the bookings. Right. And so what are where we're going to fall in, we're not saying Airbnb didn't do anything wrong. They're doing a lot of things, right? Obviously, where we fall in is we want to open it up to everybody and say, hey, if you're a guide, come on here. There's no application process. Start listing your stuff right away. And then as you grow your following, you can monetize that, of course. And we want to bring all your experience platforms into one place. You know, as we build out this new portion of the physical events, you can't hook up to an API, maybe with Fair Harbor, maybe with these other companies. So mm-hmm. as you list events somewhere else, they're also on our platform too. So it creates a hub for these guides to really build their company. And um, yeah, so that's our approach. That's, that's where we think that this world has really given light to how things can be better. And these legacy practices of tourism can be brought into the 2022. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. How do you think this will 
fit in with the whole great resignation and people that are like, you know, I wouldn't call them digital nomads. Well, maybe that's the word that people use, but um, I have a friend, this guy, uh, Justin over at the evolved travel. He's like a travel agent, which I met this guy. I was like, you're a what? And he's like, yeah, I'm a travel agent. I'm like, like, wow, good on you. Right. But what was cool about, you know, what he's trying to do. And it was just super interesting because there's all of these trends sort of converging, right? People are working remotely. There's this great resignation, right? People are being more freelance. They actually want to experience like the world, as you said, I think, which is spot on. Like the more you get out in the world and experience it, the more humanity you see and the more compassion you see. And you see the humanity yes. in everyone, oh. no matter who they are. It's, 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 be- it's actually beautiful because you just realize kind of we're all the same and we're just all trying to figure it out. Um, yeah. But I'm curious how this would work in like uh, people that are nomad, like digital nomads, where um, not not so much that like oh they're going to be on the platform as a guide, quote unquote. But how like if you know if you had like if you were a digital nomad and you're like hey I want to go somewhere, I wonder how how would your platform kind of guide them to like maybe an experience that would be different than just say, okay, I'm going to New York or whatever. How does that work? Cause it seems like there's some overlap. I'm just not quite sure if I got that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's, well, I'll define why we use guide. So a guide could be really anybody. It doesn't have to be like a, a, a guide that has some sort of designation as a guide. You, I think everyone's a guide in their own way. So your experiences are much different than my life experiences. So I might learn a ton from you and you can be my guide in so many things. And I can do it. So vice versa. So I think everyone is a guide in their own way. Um, as far as digital nomads go, I just, uh, maybe I'll answer the wrong question. Um, and maybe I don't really quite understand the specific question, but are you saying or, or asking about somebody who travels the world, us giving them experiences they might really like, or that person who travels around uh, them using the platform for uh, c- content creation? Well, I didn't think of the content creation part. Actually, that's a really good idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was well, thinking more along the lines of, let's say, I'll just give you a hypothetical. Let's say I'm a digital nomad or I want to be a digital nomad and I want to go travel the world, um, but I want to like find interesting places to go. And when I'm there, I want to actually experience the culture as opposed to just sitting in a beach, typing on my 100%. computer. And is, is, is this going to be like the discovery of all those things? It seems like Mm -hmm. if you've got all these guides, quote unquote, on your platform, that being able to search it and like, oh, these are, if you're into eco, if you're into nightlife, if you're into art, like if you're into history, like there's. Totally. Yeah. How's that? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. So this, that's, that's exact perfect use case for us. So for example, somebody travels somewhere, they've never been there. How do we, how do we show them relevant information, right. relevant events exactly. in the book? Um, as a nomad, usually you're looking for the physical events, right? And uh, yeah. I'll take it back to 2019 or beginning 2020, we shut down our physical side of the business in lieu of this, this virtual side. So right now we're all virtual, but we're slowly adding in this ability to book physical events as well and connecting those two in really cool ways. But if somebody does travel somewhere else, they simply go to our Discover page and we'll create ways for, and this will be evolving, of course, as more and more people are listing, we can introduce more tools, but somebody can simply go in and say, hey, I'm in this place. What are the cool events that I could do here in the area? 
but we can take it a step further based on your community. We call it a herd on newly. So our, our icon the buffalo. And so as you build your herd, um, we can show you relevant, relevant uh, events. Again, this is evolving. Relevant events that your friends or par- people in your herd have done. Because we feel that if people in your herd are doing things, you're likely to like similar things as well. Mm. So how cool would it be um, mm. right now? It's so, it's so obvious, but it's not obvious. Right now, when you go somewhere, how do you find the best things to do? You message your friends, you post on Facebook, yeah. you type something on Instagram in your story, or mm-hmm. you message your friends. And that's how you find these relevant places. People can tag different events. They can do that, which is great. It, it works fine right now. But how much easier would it be if you could literally go to one place and say, all right, just show me the things my friends have done. Boom, got it. And uh, I mean, it's going to take us a while to get there. But that seems like such an obvious transition from the old legacy model to today's world that we want to make sure we build out properly. Yeah, no, so true. I remember we went to Europe. This was a while ago when when you could do that and not worry about the vid. <laughs> and um, one of the things I wanted to do was take a walking tour of Amsterdam. Mm. And my my family of heritage is from the Netherlands, and you oh, know cool. we've got family all over the the Netherlands. And it was, you know, I think I looked in like lonely planet. I don't remember some guide or on the internet or whatever. And I found this yep. guide, this older guy, older Dutch guy that basically took us on a tour of Amsterdam and showed us where all the world war II pictures and the Nazis and everything. And it was kind of cool. Right. But it was a total crap shoot. <laughs> who is going to, who be honestly, like this guy is, pre- I mean, he's a pretty old guy, you know, and the Dutch are kind of curmudgeon. They're not very, not warm people generally they're like ah you know they're very pragmatic and practical i mean funny but you know they're not like the italians whatever right you know and and no offense to the dutch because i'm half dutch i can say that so um but it was a crapshoot it really was a crapshoot and it would be a would have been really nice to sort of experience kind of like what you would experience for like booking a restaurant or, you know, even any kind of service where, you know, you can do it on like they had, I think it was, yeah, the Yelp was there. So it was on Yelp and there's all these sort of things, but but the Yelp experience is not like, show me your content, show me your, your wares kind of like, oh, how is this going to be for me? And I, I, Mm -hmm. this is why I like this whole idea of like a creator focused, artistic kind of really elevating the art of it. And again, yeah, you're right. Like a, a guide just seems like, oh, it's kind of a, not a lot of people understand it, but I, I like this idea of, no, this is an art form. And you know what? A good guide through a good tour is just, oh, it, I mean, it was magic. I mean, we ended up like, it was super cool. Cause I'm like, this is really neat. I mean, it goes with my parents and my ex-wife and all that, but it was really great. Cause we're like, huh, it's pretty cool. <laughs> totally. Total crap shoot though. Like it could have been awful. <laughs> Well, well, two things. I'll, I'll tell you the per, why. The, the moment I realized guides were so vital. But before I tell you that, um, one of the features of Newly we're going to be implementing in the next few weeks, likely when this podcast comes out, it'll be available. Is something so simple that's on every platform. If you do a live video, it'll stay on our platform. Right now, it disappears um, just for cost reasons. But uh, but soon we'll have the ability for those live events to stay on your profile. So as a guide, you you can say, hey, here's the events I offer, and as a guest, you can go see previous events. So now you can be like, okay, I don't like this old guy. I want to find someone new. Like, is anyone else doing a similar event? So you can do that. 
Um, but here's a moment I realized that guiding is like, is so important. I, I had never liked guys before. I always liked the idea of just going and exploring on my own or with the right. group and having a good time. I was in Vilnius, Lithuania of all places. And uh, we were going to go to the old town, old city. And this older couple that was with us said, Hey, we should get a guide. And I was like, ha, yeah, no, like we're not going to do that. And I was, I think 20 years old at the time. And uh, they convinced us to do it. And I, from that moment, I was a true believer in guides because it was incredible. We walked around the, the old city and I got to see him weave history into the actual bricks we were walking on. And it was so meaningful and it was so beautiful. And at the end, I thought tour guides are legit. Like tour guides should be used anywhere new you go. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. obviously it is an art form. People practice. And I used to think um, that tour guiding might be easy. So when we created newly, uh, not easy, that's a wrong word, but I thought oh, I could probably wing it. I started being a tour guide just so I could use our platform in the way a tour guide would. So I could understand like, okay, yeah. these features need to be better or it needs to work like this. And so I, I still do tours every week. And um, uh, it's been so interesting to see, like, it is an art form. You yeah. need to be very good. You need to know your stuff. I mean, they'll pull stats out that that are so crazy where somebody asked me, what's the length of your bridge? I was giving a tour of our, our local bridge. I'm like, I, I have no idea. I've lived here my whole life. I don't know how long it is. You know. So you start to realize that, no, this is something that people take pride in. Yeah. They take pride in being a guide of their backyard or their yeah. location. It's a it's a huge thing. Yeah, yeah. I had a friend who did Segway tours in San Francisco's Fisherman's Wharf. Really? Uh, yeah. That's pretty specific. <laughs> yeah. Well, she she was a, a a comedian. So it was interesting. She she did a lot of improv. And yes. so, you know, like her tour, right? Like yeah. she put comedy in the tour. And what a great thing too to practice. Well, it's if you're a comedian, how cool is it to practice on tourists that are paying you to, you know, go around the sea? Totally. <laughs> and, and, you know, you've got the whole thing, you know, the hecklers and the curmudgeons. And then of course, you know, you got to always control them. They're on segways, which is a nutty thing. Oh, you know, it is. you got your helmets on. Yeah. I helmets know. on. But, but the thing was like, she would practice, like she knew, okay, I have a, it's like having a script or it's like, it's a performance. It, it honestly is a performance. Yeah, Even that's a great, you know, you go to Disneyland and you go on the jungle tour thing, right. Or whatever, like it's a performance. Yeah. Okay. It's a little cheesy, but in order for it to work, just like when you're doing a speech or you're doing a public speaking or whatever, anything, any kind of performance, quote unquote, in the practice of it, you just, it, you know, when someone's really good at it and you know, when yeah, they suck. you do. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, you do. I was a uh, side note. I, I was, I love San Francisco. I've been there a few times and, and I think uh, maybe last time I was there, I did a, a Segway tour. It was my stepdad, a few of my brothers and some other friends. And uh, we're like, let's do a Segway tour of uh, downtown. Just that way we can see it all. Yeah. And I mean, the tour was cool, but they took us to those streets that you have, you know, those steep streets. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that, that was scary. Uh, you're just going to go right up here. Are, are you're you like, sure? no. Like, how do we get down? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, it was so fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, again, like it's it seems cheesy, quote unquote. And okay, some of it may be. And then, you know, we also have these little uh, go-kart things. I don't know. If, I don't know if you have them. Oh, I saw, I've seen those. Yeah. Yeah. Where 100%. like literally they're like, as you go along, they're, they're like 
it's just squawking at you. And and as a, you know, native, we hate them because it's like, (laughs) and and, you know, all these tourists are like going off. You're like, like they're going to get killed because someone's going to hit them right or whatever. Um, But it's, it's fascinating to me how like, cause I love history. Like I'm a big history nerd. And so anytime I go to a city and I love that insider track. And again, like I try really hard to sort of be not like a local that that's probably a little too much, but I love the off the beaten path things. And like, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, back like, like, like when I was in Maui and I'm like, Oh, I wonder when, like, what's the history of Hawaii in the United States? Like when was it territory and what happened? Like, I didn't, I honestly didn't know how it became a state right. <laughs> or how it became a territory. It turns out there was a coup and a bunch of businessmen, like basically forced the queen to sign off saying like, gonna, you know, abdicate the throne or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't know this. This was like in the 1885 or whatever. But I'm like, Oh, super interesting. So now I know the context of why, you know, the Hawaiian people want their, like, you know, they want some, you know, they, they want some consolation. Be like, Hey, like you took, you stole this from us. We didn't do this this willy nilly. Like you (laughs) forcefully took this from us. So you're like, Oh, get it. I understand. It's like common, like the history's there. No one disagrees. It's that whole empathy thing, right? It's that whole exactly. Thing where like, I get it now. I get it. And in today's world, I mean, people get roasted by yeah. like for for certain facts. But you're like, yeah, but it's real. You know, it's, that's that's real life. Facts what what do you facts. want to do about real life? We can't change history. No, no, that's yeah. that's that is what is really disturbing nowadays, where people like distort facts or. When you talk about certain things that are of a historical nature, there's this whole, you can't say that, this cancel culture type of thing where it's like, that's not the point. The point is we must always understand the history of a place and its people so we can understand how to how, how the evolution of that works. And I think through talking to local people and, and like experiencing that and, and being compassionate and having some empathy and compassion and finding the humanity in where you are, wherever you travel. I mean, that's, that's how we just bring the world closer together. And that's why I think this is so powerful. And it's like a, such an interesting idea to take something that's touristy, quote unquote, cheesy and elevating the art form to a level of no, these are artists, they're historians, they're creative, they are very passionate about what they do, they have a lot of pride in where they're from, and that is so important to up-level. I mean, if we just did that with every culture, I think we'd all really truly understand, like, gosh, why are we why are we beating on each other for stupid stuff? You know we're, what I mean? we're funny. Like North American, I'll, I'll put Canada and us in the North America. I, I don't Mexico. I don't think is this way. Um, but uh, we have this idea that the world revolves around us, you know, yeah. like yeah. Um, the world should do things that the way we do things. And the more you travel, the more you realize, wait, there's more than one ways to do this. You know, there's, there's people, I, I lived in Russia for a while and absolutely love, they do things so different, so yeah. different, yeah. but I appreciate how they do it. And I really, really enjoy the Russian people. They're much different than the TV shows. There's similarities, you know, like sure. straight face people, yeah. um, but they're beautiful, kind, kind people. And uh, so it does, it opens up our mind to this whole different world that we're not right. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, you, you might have some things that work for you, 
but there's also other things that can work for you as well. This is not a one size fits all world. It is such, it's a place of diversity that should be embraced. But again, the problem and what we're trying to solve is how do you embrace it? Do you use these old traditional models? Social media is such a great thing, uh, but it can be used in poor ways. And what we want to try to do with Newly is, is have a social component that you leave feeling inspired. You leave feeling like you, you're more empathetic to the world. You leave feeling like you've connected with a group of people who are of similar mindset and have similar values. And, uh, and so you can go about your normal life, not online, and as a result, be a kinder, better person to people around you. And slowly, one by one, you know, if we can't help people do that, and then we, we can make a huge difference, like a very positive influence on the world. Obviously, I have a long way to go. <laughs> We're barely into this thing. Yeah, sure. But, for but, sure. But that's what we want. That's what we want to do. That's what we and we think that tourism is the right gate to do that. Yeah. No, man, I totally agree. I mean, as I was flying back from Maui, I was watching a, vid, a movie call about Anthony Bourdain called Roadrunner. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Oh, Anthony Bourdain, yeah anything of his is great. And so this was a documentary about him and his rise. And of course we all know the tragedy of what happened to him, mm-hmm. um, which is really sad. And there's a lot, we don't need to go down the path of why, mm-hmm. you know, what really, why he did what he did. But the thing that I always loved about anything he wrote or any sort of TV show he ever did was that he truly brought out the humanity and where he was in a way that I have never seen anyone do. And yeah. like, he is one of those kind of writing heroes of mine where I always try, like I've, I've got like a mix of people that I, I try to have my style. Right. You know, yeah. a little bit, Stephen Pressfield, a little bit, Hunter S Thompson, a little bit, Jeremy Clarkson ah, yeah. and a little bit, Anthony Bourdain. Like if I could put all those together then maybe a little bit of Joan Didion thrown in because I mean, Joan I Didion, love it, right? right. So I like, whenever I'm like, have a writing problem or I'm like, okay, how do I make you, how do I feel like the humanity in this scene or whatever? Like, cause I, you know, write, write a lot. I think, okay, how would Anthony Bourdain talk about this? Hmm. Or if I want to, you know, make something like quick, like a quick quib or like a quick turn of phrase, and that's maybe a Stephen Pressfield or something witty or British type, it's Jeremy Clarkson or whatever, or just detail Joan Didion. And the, the thing about storytelling with all this, and, and this is why I think it's important for what you guys are doing, is that the 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 at least from what I what I gather, a guide who who is guiding you, touring you through his city or her city or her place or whatever, is really just an expert level storyteller about what they know in their heart. And when it comes out like like an Anthony Bourdain or whatever. It, the connection is so strong that you just remember it for a long time. And that's such a great point. I, I think to your point, I think it's totally right that fixing the world's problems, which we have many, really does boil down to the shared humanity and being compassionate about those that don't, don't look like you or act like you, or, yeah. or, you know, and the best way to do that is to travel. Yeah. I, I it, mean, it's, it's, you nailed it. 
It's pretty, it it's is. pretty simple, but yet hard. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's so simple. It's so simple, but, but you're so right about like the, the, the Anthony Bourdain's of the world, specifically Anthony Bourdain. The, the thing that I think everyone loved about him and, and his legacy is the unapologetic authenticity of what he does. And that is really true for, for guides of all type. You know, they, they are so authentic. And I love that about real life is authentic. Like when you talk to somebody in real life, you're getting usually that authentic person if you talk long enough. Um, and, and it's hard to sometimes decipher that in, in our world today. And that's why I love live video. Real life can never be replaced. You know, as humans, we have our senses, you, you smell, you touch, you, you see, you feel like all these things, they're so important in the whole human interaction and, and experience. Um, so virtual will never be able to catch up to that. Neither will the metaverse. So I do think this physical world is so important. Um, but obviously, if you can't get to the physical world, virtual is the next best best step. But yeah, you're so right about Anthony Bourdain. That is so true about that. This uh, this this ability to dive in, tell that story, and for the people watching to really feel it. Yeah, you know, the storytelling piece is is so important. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like you know. The moment you walk off the plane in Maui, like the smell, uh, the smell, the humidity, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, like it's, it, he captured that. Like you, like you could, you could feel it, but just the way he described it, you're like, that's what that smells like. Or, mm-hmm. you know, in, any, in, and I think the interesting thing about all that, again, com- coming back to just this art form. And again, I, I really do think that you're elevating an art form that has been I love that. I, um, I, I I appreciate that. Yeah, I think it's been neglected to be honest. And of course decimated because no one's traveling and that's a shame. And you know, any anything that can elevate those folks that are doing the hard work and putting in the blue collar work like it's a grind. Anything we can do to help them is important, right? Yes. And it's it's just funny because when I did walk off the plane you know, getting to Maui and I had that first smell of the islands, right. That, that yeah. first visceral reaction, you know, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of emotions that come through, through your mind and your body. But one thing I remembered was, um, the first time I actually was in Maui or in mm-hmm. Hawaii when I was a kid. And that feeling is so powerful because you know, as humans, right, we, we're, we're, we're pattern matching machines. We love a good story. We love this, like, nostalgia. And, like, you know, for us, you know, we're trying to connect and we're trying to, like, find the pattern and we're trying to, like, you know, really feel something, you know. And, and yes. sometimes it's hard when it's virtual, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. but, the, but the emotion that came yeah. back, you know, like – you know, I'm a stressful traveler <laughs> and there's a long story behind that. And I'm like, like traveling with me can be challenging. Again, it takes a good day for me to like actually relax. Um, but man, like capturing that feeling mm-hmm. is just so powerful. And that's what Anthony Bourdain does. That's what, you know, even, you know, guys like Jeremy Clarkson, when he was over on like top gear or the grand tour, you know, I mean, it's a silly show, but like, they're like, Oh, we're in the middle of the desert. Like, Hmm. Yep. I'm sure that's shitty, (laughs) (laughs) but I mean, like you, you, but, but you know, 
you see like from a, from a presentation point of view, right? The story yeah. of the place. I mean, even they on Top Gear and the Grand Tour, even they did a really good job of like, sometimes in a slapsticky kind of way and sometimes in a bit curmudgeon way, you found the sense of place mm-hmm. and you felt it from yep. what you saw and what you heard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Such but, a powerful thing. I agree. I agree. There's this, sometimes what we're looking for is a special connection to something. I shouldn't say sometimes all the time. We're always looking for that thing. And when you get it, it's that it, it like you feel it in your chest. You're like, ah, like that feels good. Like when you walk off of a plane or when you, uh, you remember a great memory with a friend or family member, it has that feeling. And, um, I think that feeling is very, very, very difficult to replicate through a screen. I think it's very hard. You know, we'll do our best to do it, but I do think it comes down to you need to feel these things in real life, get that feeling, understand that feeling, because that will last with you forever. After you have that, you can replicate it through a screen. You can do something that reminds you of that experience, you know, (laughs) for sure. But to get that feeling initially, oftentimes it comes from the real life experience, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think think what's super interesting about what you just said. I like that. Like definitely the feeling being there and doing all that. I mean, like, I'll give you an example. I've been listening to Island music playlists on Spotify just to sort of feel like this is what the islands are like, you know, I mean, it's silly, but you know, it takes me back. Bring you back though. You know, and and I think, I think that's what you hit on was super interesting. And actually I think something that will probably allow you guys to expand even more people remember what it's like to travel. People want to do that. We will do that. The hybrid, you know, stuff is going to happen. Okay, fine. But, but it will return back to the way it was. Mark my word, we are just wired that way. And in, if, if you can inspire someone to want to go or remember something when they did go or the feeling of what it was like so that Maybe, you know, they get back from their trip, just like I did. And they're like, I want to relive a little bit of paradise. Yeah. I mean, that's cool too, right? Of course. Of course. I, why wouldn't you want to go back there every day? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, can I retire there? I just want to surf and I want to write and I want to tour around. Like, how, can, I can probably figure it out. It's only you two hour time. <laughs> I mean, my, my clients don't need me in their office. No, I mean, I can write wherever, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I mean, that's the way the world's going, I guess, but yeah. Oh yeah. That work. Yeah. True. Yeah. It's just Uh, so interesting. So what what do you, I mean, for you, um, what is it, what is it about the physical world that, that attracts you as a person? I'm interested because I ask this people a lot, like why in this world of digital connection, why would you want to choose something? that requires packing up, getting in a car, driving somewhere new, getting on an airplane, going through all that headache. You know, what, what drives you to do that? I think for me, it's the randomness of discovery. Like you just can't, you can't find everything in a place online and it's the moments that matter, right? Those are the, like the super critical things. So as an example, I'm, I'm teaching my fiance's daughter in Maui how to boogie board. Never, she's never boogie board before. She's 12. And she's like, oh, I've never boogie board before. I'm like, oh, well, I'll teach you. 
never do that virtually. <laughs> and, you know, like you won't. And, and the beautiful thing is like, you know, she's a good swimmer. We're in a safe place, but I don't know if you've ever boogie board, but if you've ever been rolled by a wave or been crashed on by a wave and you're, you, and you stand up and your entire body's filled with sand and water and like your hairs and you're like, yeah. You can't reproduce that. And I will have that in my mind <laughs> forever. And it's beautiful uh, that you can't, like, you can't, the smile, the laugh, the, the touch, yes. the like, you know, the yep. feeling of the water, the smell, the, the, the sound of other people. And it's this random stuff. I mean, you know, I, I would run there, like, because I'm training for something and just okay, like I got to run this many miles. I have no idea where I'm going. I'm just going to start running. But and just get it, I go. Found yeah. in a little corner, found the end of a trail, looked out, saw this beautiful sun, never in a million years virtually. I mean, yeah, you could probably like program at that. But for me, yeah. I love the randomness of the discovery. You know, like meeting the people there, you know, like yeah. we were there one of the days and it was just Packed and people are upset and pissed off because no one can find a chair by the pool, right? Like this uh, first world problems, right? And this, <laughs> totally, I mean, totally, like really no like chair by the pool. no chair by the pool, you know? And so that was your these, grumpy guy from the Netherlands or someone else. I was a grumpy <laughs> guy from friend. the Midwest. There's, I don't think there's any Dutch people there. Maybe there were, I don't know. Anyway, but these poor people that are working there ain't their fault. Like they're like trying to get towel, whatever. And you could just see it in their eyes. They're just like, I'm trying the best I can. Right. And I just remember it. So, you know, I like to talk to people because like, you know, what's going on. So I'm just talking to this guy. Like, I'm like, Hey, what's going on? And and so we just started talking and, you know, he's like sharing a little bit, a little bit, you know, frustrated with stuff. I'm like, Oh man, that sucks. I'm like, yeah, well, I really appreciate you guys. You know, I know this is a hard job, you know, like whatever. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. So for the next three or four days, every time I see him, he's like, hey, man, how's it going? You doing okay? You know, like that connection, right? That's so powerful because I'm just being a human to another human. I'm not being a dick, right? Like, yes, what you get, of course, when you travel, of course, people are entitled or whatever. But that's for me what I like the most is the the randomness of discovery. Yeah, you get to you get to be a friend, and and that random friend for those three days made the trip better. Just made it better. Yeah, yeah. The, the randomness. You're so right, though. I was in um, I can't remember what beach we were in. We were in Florida. This was probably about four years ago, and uh, there was a bunch of dolphins. They were like you could see them off the shore, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I want to like I want to go to those dolphins. And they had some some stand up paddle boards. I'm yeah. like, well, shit, give me one of those paddle boards. I'll rent it. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, go yeah. see these dolphins. So I was paddling out and I did that morning. I didn't expect to go chase dolphins, but I was paddling, but they kept moving. Yeah. And eventually I got to him and there was one, I could touch his head with my, he came up to say wow. hi. And I, I could, I could touch his head with, with my, with my paddle. I didn't. And then there was another guy, there's a whole pot of them below me, but there was another guy over here and he flipped a fish to this other one. And they were playing with this fish. And uh, it was me in the middle of this ocean, this pot of dolphins all alone, seeing them play and be in their natural habitat. I turned around and I was way too far from the shore. I got nervous. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I don't yeah. even know. If that Am I going to make it back? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, but that random experience I'll remember forever because there was yeah. a little bit of nerves in it. So super exciting. Uh, uh, and I'll probably never do it again, but I got to do it. Right. Yeah. And it was so fun. It was so yeah. memorable. Yeah. We saw a bunch yeah. of, bunch of whales because they're migrating, you know, 
And it's so again, cool in real life, right? Yeah. The randomness of like, oh, there's a whale that just popped out and come back yeah. down. <laughs> well, it's, it's so funny. We're talking about physical events and on our platform, we don't even offer physical events yet. <laughs> no, but I mean, but, but, but this is but the thing, right? The, like, the virtual event leads to the physical event because you're connecting those pathways, right? At least in my mind. Hey, I look yep. at a, like, I, let's say I look at a video of, you know, whatever, like, oh, okay. Now I remember what that was like. Oh, that's going to make me want to go do it yeah. in real life. I mean, one of the things that they did for New Year's Day, we were there over New Year's Day um, at this resort, <laughs> which I thought this is a really bad idea. I don't know if this is going to work or not. They, uh, they wanted everyone to make lays out of orchids. I'm sure Hawaii at least. So um, they hired a helicopter and they dropped 60,000 orchid blossoms out of the helicopter onto the thing. I have video of this, right? And I'm like, I'm looking up going, well, this is either going to be really cool or end really badly. But like, <laughs> just like a, a weight coming down. I mean, it's like raining these, these things, 60,000 or whatever. And I'm like, this that is the dumbest amazing. thing ever. But, but in, you could never have experienced that virtually because they're literally falling on your head. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> That's so wild. And they're like, this is cool. Or the randomness of them, you know, walking around and saying, Hey, do you want an ice cream cone? Like, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Like I and and I get, you know, again, I wish we could do this more obviously as as a human kind right now. We're going to get back to it no doubt in my mind. We're just connected that way. I mean, there was lots of people yeah. traveling even during COVID and the yeah. Omicron yeah. surge and blah 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 blah, right? Okay. Yeah. It'll open up. It'll There's open up. People who are ready to do it, some people aren't ready and and they'll get that it'll take a number of years for uh, some yeah. people to calm down and yeah. uh, but yeah, it'll happen again for sure. Yeah. And, you know, like even the state of Hawaii um, did a really great job of making it safe and they've got good rule. I mean, like they sorted it out like, hey, there's going to be some restrictions and this and that. And you may not like it, but this is, you know, like everyone's trying to cool it out. Right. Yeah, it was really neat. So, well, man, this has been a great conversation. I really. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. This has been so fun. Good. Good luck with uh newly. Um, let's hope, well, there's a, there's a great team, some passionate people. So, you know, if there's a shot, I think we can, I think we make it. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Stay in touch awesome. and, uh, yeah, stay safe. Yeah. Thanks again. Have a great day. Thank you so much, Steve, for being on the show. What a great idea you guys have connecting with people is an important thing. And I do believe, uh, will help. Cure the world of our ills, I guess, or at least connect more. So, as promised, here are some actionable insights that I learned from my interview with Steve. One aspect that stands out when speaking to Steve is the simple clarity of Newly's mission to help people connect from around the world because it makes for more compassionate, more empathetic people. The founders are passionate about their belief that learning about other cultures is vital to making the world a better place. And I agree with this because you got to get out of the building. You got to experience what other people think so you can have some compassion and some empathy for them. So when you're building your business, and it could be any kind of business, <clears throat> ask yourself a couple of questions like, how can I connect more with the people I'm trying to reach? How can I build a community? How can I help the community I'm in, both locally and globally? Yeah, I mean, you might have a business that may not 
100% aligned to something like that, but we can do a lot of different things to help the world. So that's what this whole show is about, right? So think about that. Look ahead. When participating in live stream events is one way people can connect with and learn and travel when travel is restricted, right? Steve is also building a platform for what comes next, offering a way for guys to build a following and advertise their events for real world experiences too. I think we all know this. COVID's going to go away eventually. It's going to become an endemic. In fact, it probably is already an endemic, right? Travel is going to turn back on. We're going to go out in the world again. It's going to happen. I know it feels doom and gloom and feels a little nutty right now, but believe me, it'll happen. So anytime you have a business, try to think a couple of steps ahead, three, four steps ahead. Now, not to the detriment of actually like, you know, paying yourself and eating, but see the trend. Ask yourself, where are things going? What happens if things turn on? What happens if this competitor does this, this competitor does that? I mean, I don't necessarily, you know, think you should like obsess about competitors, but see where the market's going. Lead the way. Have something next. What's the next thing, right? So there you have it. Those are the actionable insights I learned from my interview with Steve. Again, go check them out if you're interested. Again, they're raising a fund. And again, this is an investment advice. I'm not an investor or anything. I just like to help out my fellow entrepreneurs. So check it out if you'd like. And we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur Ethos Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did creating it. My hope is that you learned something that can make you a little bit better. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do share it with friends and review it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also join my email list by visiting theentrepreneurethos.com to get my thoughts on what I'm doing to get better, as well as what I'm working on. You can also pick up my book, The Entrepreneur Ethos, if you want to learn the traits, values, and beliefs that I think we need to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient entrepreneur and, frankly, world community. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at The Daily MBA and let me know if you have any questions or recommendations for a guest you'd like me to talk to. Also, drop me a note if you try anything we talked about on this or any other episode. I'd love to hear what's working for you. Until next time, keep getting better. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.